Welcome back, everybody, to another year of Ghost in the Scene. I'm your host, Gio Champatazzi, and I'm back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. Rob, how are you? Gio, I mean, that's such a loaded question nowadays, you know? Mm. But I am here. I'm so glad to be in our listeners' ear holes with you. Um... And, you know, this is a five year, we're going to be adding up those numbers as we always do. So we're getting ready for another six year. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff charged here. There's a lot of uh, action that's going to happen this year that will ultimately pay pay off in 2022. You know, that's a lot of twos. Almost too many. Almost too many. I think it's at least four. So we got to watch out for that. Honestly, I'm really terrified. These past few years, the numerology has not been good to us. And like we said in the last episode, you know, we are entering a new age, the age of Aquarius. And that means a lot of new things for us. The energies are different. The aligning of things are different. I Honestly, I can't even see the colors right anymore. They say I've, I've gone colorblind. And that's, that's not a race thing, right? You know, people say I'm colorblind. I don't see color. I, I have, this is some kind of um, magical aura that I, that I am having a filter over my eyes. It's like somebody put a Snapchat filter over my eyes. And that's only the beginning of what is happening in this new era. So 2022, like Rob said, that is, the numbers are a little bit too intense. And so we are going to have to, round down i think 2022 round down but until then we have a lot of preparing to do 2021 is is going to be a heavy year to bear on our shoulders but i think we've been training four years in the in the ring and you know we're like muay thai fighters for paranormal people i mean when when it comes to i mean we're nice to ghosts i don't want to say we're, we're just ghost fighters i think we're past that i'd say ambassadors um, travelers, educators, of course, always investigators. That's 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 our number one, our bread First and butter. And foremost, of course. But of course, we are interdimensional travelers, astral beings, and there always is a race, right? A race for content in this world. I think it's been ramping up a lot recently, and especially the twenty-four hour news cycle and how we digest that. And so we've, you know, let a lot of things kind of pass by us. Companies, large corporations are now towering above little old ghosts in the scene. And yet it seems like they're always copying us or always looking towards us in in a certain way and using our content to produce their content. It's a tale as old as time. Truly. I mean, since we've begun, all Hollywood 
has been looking at our show to see what is in the scene and what they should be producing. And Gio, I think we're the more you know famous we get, and I think throughout the spiritual world, you know, we are we are well known. Mm. But that only encourages these other media companies to try to go even harder, try to dim our light a little bit, which is the biggest irony of it, because they would be non-existent without us. And yet they they try to topple us all at the same time. It's it's very true. It's very sad. And it's companies like Disney, you know, suckling from our creative teeth. And as much as I like nursing, I I don't like nursing to the point of exhaustion and you know, soreness, true soreness. I am tired and I'm sick and tired of Disney sucking so hard. And here is just more evidence. This is a movie that came out before um, the new year, but it's just a, it's, it's been a, the newest of the Pixar movies and it's called Soul. I don't know if anybody has already watched this. If you have children, I'm sure you have. And I'm sorry that you had to watch that bastardization of what we talk about on a daily basis. But Rob, have you seen Soul? And, and, and are you aware about Jamie Foxx's role in Soul? Oh, very much, very much so. Um, yes, I actually have seen it. And, you know, the, it's a movie that is designed to make you cry, mm. right? And as we know, ghosts live in the water, oceans filled with them. So they're in your tears. That's why they're so salty, right? Because it's it's a little souls in there. And if you look at these characters, these, these, this, these renderings of souls, they look like little teardrops. They do. And they force them out of your body. So you're base they're basically trying to capture your soul. They're hoping your teardrops splatter onto your little iPad that you're watching the movie on, and they can soak up, soak it up and soak up your soul energy. Um, so be careful. I, I had to wear goggles to save your tears. goggles to save the tears, right. And then you know, I just lean, lean my head back and then it goes right back into my tear ducts. So it's a good way to watch keep. responsibly. Yeah, keep your ghosts that come out, put them back in. You know, drink your tears or do do the goggle method like Rob likes. But Jamie Foxx, this is a man that in the movie, and this is where spoilers are going to come in, and I want you to listen closely if you haven't watched, because this is the most important part. This is the end of the movie, or near the end. He has got whatever he wanted, blah, blah, blah. He's playing his, his you know, fast, you know, bebop jazz, and it's great. And he, he, you know, he wins, and he's happy, happy, happy. And all of a sudden, he decides, wait a minute, I want to give my life to this unnamed soul, right? So he sits down and starts playing piano, and then Astral projects. I mean, this is a man that has not been trained to do so, right? The guy that in, earlier they meet is a shaman, and he's a real shaman. I mean, you could tell with the hair and the dancing, they totally like what Rob and I do. And yet here we have Jamie Foxx spontaneously astral projecting to death. I mean, it, it implies that he dies and then is only given his life back after he sacrificed himself, which means that he astral projected himself to death. 
that is controversial stuff, stuff that we haven't talked about on Ghost in the Scene before. You know, it's the, that's kind of stuff like that that really makes me upset too. Whenever these big corporations take our content, because some geo, some kids gonna watch that and say, "I'm gonna astral project." That looks cool, but they aren't given any of the real information to do so safely. So that child is going to astral project themselves to death. To death. It's, it's reckless. Disgusting. And we talked to our previous guest, Greg. Greg Bummer talked about the all of the dead kids in Disneyland. And this is just par for the course, it seems. It seems like they don't want to give people the keys to the kingdom. They want to give them the keys to the dungeon where they're going to scalp you and make your head into the ears of Mickey Mouse. Just like when Mark, our previous guest, Mark the Horse, talked about being trapped by Disney. So this is a pattern that, that we've started to see. And it just disappoints me that, of course, they copied us again. And yet they didn't even give them the right information. And it's going to kill people. So what do we do? I mean, how do we challenge that? We make a, a sequel to Soul or a prequel where, you know, the guy Joe learns about how, how to do it so he doesn't die, that's a lot of money. And I don't want to ask people for money. No, and I, I don't think we should hitch ourselves to Disney because then it's mm. all out of order at that point too. And that just gets really problematic. And we, we don't want to get into a, a soul cinematic universe. We right. have enough universes that we're dealing with. I think the best way, Geo, is just to try to amplify Ghost in the Scene as best as we can. So people know before i watch any movie ever really i'm going to listen to ghost in the scene first and know the truth yes before going you know if if, if i if i ruled uh the world uh and maybe i rule some alternate world you do that's possible i mean you know the, the if you know about you know, alternate realities that's that's fact in that world yeah. uh before every movie plays plays ghost in the scene you, you have to play Ghost in the Scene. Can't skip. No five-second skip. And they don't um, want to. They don't want to. If anything, you know, you listen to Ghost in the Scene, you get to the movie, there's a five-second skip on the movie. You're like, okay, that, yeah. that's enough. Don't I've seen that. enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Just just to kind of make things positive and, and truthful, Rob, you rock my world. Oh. That's the truth. Well, thank you. Gio, I mean, I couldn't do it without you either. Thank so. you. Thank you. I think that, that this is a beautiful thing. This is like a great way to start off the year. Uh, this is what I needed. We needed this connection to each other and really giving people the information that's at the top of all of our minds. You know, this is this is the headline stuff that people are really clamoring to, to know more about. I know that soul has been, you know, it has been hounding me ever since I saw it. I just know that our, our guests are everybody that listens. They would want to know that their voices have been heard, that I know what's going on, and that I am ready to champion their voices. And that's what this year is going to be about. You know, we are going to take our show to heights and to locations beyond this reality and beyond what you thought was possible. What, and, and when I say you, I mean everybody, what everybody thinks is possible. We are going to go into new spaces outer space inner space 
Exerspace. Who knows? I mean, you guys start sending me some more space names and we'll go there. Living spaces. Living spaces. Exactly. So the one place that we got beat to, right? There's a lot of places we wanted to go to. One place we got beat, I really wanted to go to the Capitol. It's been it's on lockdown now. I really wanted to go there, and we were actually set to go and, and, and give our statements about the evidence of ghosts. It was actually going to be a surprise. The 10th of January was going to be Ghost in the Scene Day. They were going to de declare it the day that everybody knew that ghosts were real. We had definitive evidence. We were going to bring it there. We are, of course, paranormal legals, which means we are allowed to practice law on the Capitol. And of course, something happened, and we are now unable to present our case. And sad to say, but you know, Ghost in the Scene Day, as far as the legislation goes, is dead in the water. So that's a little negative news, but that also that just means that you know we can always litigate and appeal, and eventually we will have the day and we will have the proof. The proof doesn't expire. So that's positive. But let's get to the negative first because there's actually a lot of negative that happened recently. And we're not a show that likes to dwell on the negative, but we're all we're a show that wants to show you a perspective that is specifically ours, the paranormal perspective. And you better believe that every scenario has a paranormal perspective. If you are a paranormal expert, it comes easier to you. Luckily for you, Rob and I, we are the paranormal's experts, experts. So, Rob, what do you think happened? The Capitol, of course, got stormed. Um, it was a terrible terrorist insurrection, sedition. Uh, people died, right? I mean, this is a catastrophic event as far as politics is concerned, as far as just the climate of America. Um, very divisive and... Uh, it happened all very quickly. So what what happened? Where were you? Well, you know, where was I? I you know, I was actually astral projecting at the moment. You know, I was getting ready to for for our own day in Washington. Mm -hmm. And so I was astral projecting actually there in DC, see how things were going. And the first thing that really caught my ear were was that lone whistle the whistle of that train that we all know so well the reverse underground oh my God. railroad yes you know and and this is what we talk about this is this was not the end uh to the means this was more of a means to an end like this was something that this is just a beginning of something you know and and when you look around social media and you see everyone's making fun of these people about the funny hats they wear and, you know, how silly they look. And we all know that's exactly how you get let in on the reverse underground railroad. Embarrassment. Public humiliation. Yes. And they said the same thing about wizards, okay? The wizards knew what they were doing, dressing with those stupid hats. Wizards knew what they were doing, wearing morning robes outside on, on, on a daily basis, okay? They did it for power. 
And this is exactly what we talked about before on the reverse underground railroad. And so, yes, this is something when you look at it from the ghost in the scene perspective, as a listener, it is not even surprising. It's obvious. And it's appalling because you start to see the iconography, all of the all of the people, you know, there's the man with the horns. I mean, that he is calls a himself a shaman. <laughs> right. A Q he shaman. Wishes. Right. I mean, this this is the kind of thing we have to deal with. The the fakers, the phonies, and also the occultists that were there. Because you better believe there were people I saw crosses. They resurrected a giant cross. They resurrected a, a hanging gallows, which all of the iconography, I mean, that's where dead people used to hang, right? I mean, if you think about that, they're conjuring ghosts of, of hanged people there. Right. I mean, most people think of nooses as just like circles, right? Because you never see anything in nooses nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a little known fact that they actually were used to hang people and, you know, it was very popular in the United States. You know, lynching was a huge issue in the United States, but we don't, we haven't seen that in some time. Right. Uh, other than when we play that fun little, you know, word game called hangman. Hangman, yes. Right? Or, you know, on tattoos of people sometimes you'll see, you know, some some ropes and some of them have the, the new shape. I like edgy people with tattoos too. That's always nice. So sometimes people for, we forget the actual use of rope and what it can do and also how it can be bent and churned and yet be one single thing. That's, that's also mm. part of the occult, that a single thing can be manipulated and, and turned into different shapes and yet still remain a single coil of rope. I mean the, the kind of depth that these people are using in their ritual – is of professionals and not saying that these people aren't scary and not dangerous because they are scary and they are dangerous because we don't know what they're capable of when it really comes down to it. And and this is where we're talking about ritual. Like, you know, storming the Capitol is one thing they said, you know, that it could have been worse. There could have been more people killed or injured um, but just know that, like we were saying, this is, this is the ritual. This is not the, the end product. Mm. You know, this, like we're saying, they're going in there with all these icons to start something. This was not the end. Exactly. You said it perfectly, Rob. You know, it's the fact that this was a culmination of, you know, different occultists right you have the cross bearers you have the hangmen you have the flag wavers you know and you have the vikings and everybody's coming together they're all wrapping themselves around this one kind of you know singular ideology and now from from this the reverse underground railroad is wide open and it's open for business because all of these people just got themselves a free ticket, a golden ticket. It's basically a commuter train at this point. Mm. It's a subway. It's a metro subway. And you're going to have people busking, you know, playing guitar on it and, and people doing dances on the bars for money because this is now a train. It's like the Hogwarts train. You know, nobody respects it. 
And that is not the end of democracy, but this is going to take democracy in, in a new direction because I think it really tears down who can be president from now on. I mean, we had people high esteemed, Rosie O'Donnell. I mean, she, oh, I'm sorry, Roseanne Barr, Kanye West, and of course, Joe Biden, Joe Biden himself. He got himself a ticket just like everybody else did. And yet, you know, let's see where he is. Look at where he made all, all of that embarrassment. Where did it get him? It, it got him to the presidency. And so, you know, we can't let go what happened in the Capitol because it's not just the storming of the Capitol. That is, like Rob said, a part, it's an ingredient in a spell. But that spell went off. Who knows what it was? And I think as investigators, it's up to us to kind of, you know, travel back in time and find out exactly what happened. And it's not going to be easy. But I think we have we have some some ideas. Rob, you were talking about this group of people. Now, when you were there, astral projecting, could you tell I mean, because when you are around certain magic users, they sense your presence. Did you notice anybody noticing you? You know, that's a that's a great question. You know, the I they they just seem so you know enacted into their own rituals. Mm. And there's so much spell work that I don't think the presence of another spellcaster was really getting to them. You know, if in another scenario, in most scenarios, it, you know, when I astral project to the to the capital, people are like they're spooked. You know, I'll, I'll get a gasp. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was very different. Um, there was- and I, there's the atmosphere too, because there's usually. You know, tight security, even astral projecting, you have astral, uh, you know, police force. Of course, kind astral of, P- yeah, astral PD. Astral PD, uh, you know, kind of regulating the flow. The gates were wide open. And, right. and you know, they, there is no distinction between the astral PD and the astral projectors there. It, it was all the same. And astral Tifa is also there. People have to realize that you can astral project from any location in the universe. Meaning, of course, that you could project from here to the capital. And if you were powerful enough, you could do harm if the astral PD was letting you through. Of course, we know that Rob would never do such harm. You know, he's taken an oath. But that doesn't stop anybody else. And so that's why you need a paranormal perspective at this, you know, directed at this story. Because if you miss this, you're missing what could happen in the future. Because, you know, obviously whatever happened was orchestrated by something larger than this initial small feat of dominance. There's going to be more of this happening at a later time and when you're with us i think we'll be able to figure out at least where and when things might happen i mean we we totally called the the 2020 tokyo being canceled 
right? I mean, we called coronavirus. We totally called that with the, the Sorcerer Supreme's help. Thank you so much. And I think we're coming up to a next year. The Caspers are coming out. We're going to have to have a new Sorcerer Supreme, which will be decided soon. But this whole event is something that we're going to have to forensically pick apart. It, you know, we can't do it in one day. But let's just say we have some very solid leads. And I want to thank you, Rob, for doing the work of, of being at the right place at the right time. Yes. I mean, and what I would encourage, the only thing that, you know, I would want people to encourage is that if I can astral project there, you know, we can start building our astral projection force ourselves. Yes. And be aware of the magic because I didn't even mention the most powerful spell cast that day. And that was, and as, you know, historically always is, is the sacrifice of human life. Oh, yes. There was a soul taken. Some say two souls. This, this, this person, this woman was with child and was, I believe, targeted to be sacrificed that day to enact a spell. Mm. Uh, to, for what reasons? We are still investigating. That's why, you know, it, it, it's, it's tough to come out with this information, but it's, I think, important that people understand what's really going on here. And yeah. is this like something connected to, I mean, obviously it's also connected to Trump because he is not being hosted by any humanly body that we know of at the moment that's right Unless, geo do you think do you think there's a new host in, in donald trump or is or is it still a aimless vessel you you look at what he's been doing lately and it's like a machine that's been put on repeat i i don't see the spark anymore there there is no trump anymore whoever was donald bush has fled back to their dimension which is something that we can talk about later. And we have proof of that, actually. But I think that whoever is Trump is making a concerted effort at this point to go out as Trumpian as he can. It's like they put him on a, a – you know, it's like a robot that was put on a setting, and they just set him to maximum Trump. And now they're just letting the shell kind of bang away its little symbols, you know. So – it's a, I would say, still empty. And yet, whatever sacrifice happened, happened for a reason. And it happened in his name. And if you're saying two souls, I also heard, you know, three or four people died of natural causes. Which, I mean, and we could say because we don't know exactly what time this woman died, that it is possible that they all died at the exact same moment. Wow. It is totally possible. Now, the significance of that, of all those deaths, that's six people who died. Right? Four, five, six, right there. So what do we you know? We're not trying to convince anybody because we're past the point of convincing anybody. When we get to the number six, six sacrifices, um, 
I'm sorry, but we are past the point of you asking us for evidence. You know, we are now in the twilight zone. This is the real deal, though. That's the thing. So maybe Trump doesn't have – and maybe this is what scares me the most. What we're saying when, the, when we're saying that Trump is a shell, we're saying that he doesn't have a soul. Trump doesn't have a soul. Pixar, soul, he didn't watch it. And I think I don't think he's allowed to watch it, frankly, which means he's a soulless shell. And these six souls sacrificed for him, are they mixed? Are they cut into pieces in a blender? Is that you know, are they trapped? I don't know. That's that's something that Rob and I we're gonna figure out. But let me tell you, um, it didn't pass us. It didn't slip us by. We we saw it. We called it out, and I think it's it's up to us to kind of lead you know the case and make sure that we have everything figured out. But really, I'm I'm glad that we caught it because this could be a scandal that you know is like the we could be the next Woodward and Bernstein. I mean, people are not going to remember who Woodward and Bernstein are after we crack this case, Joe. And I think it's important because, you know, where our noses are, where the leads are, it's like we're saying, you know, what we know as Donald Trump is a shell. There's nothing in there. That means he's controlled by his keepers. Mm. So, like they said, they follow the money, you follow the souls, and it brings you right to who's really pulling the strings here. And we will get to that, to, to that person, whoever, whoever they are. Or people. Yeah, or it could be a whole command center of, of you know, who knows, ladybugs, sentient ladybugs. It could be robots. It could be the mermaid, the little mermaid. This is a, a, a possibility that is never-ending, and I think that tracking it down in the multiverse is going to be hard. But then again, we got nothing but time. We got nothing but multiple lives. And I think that that's one thing that other people don't have. We got legal degrees. So we'll chase it down, you know, and without remorse, pro bono. And I think we should um, have a toast, a toast to us. But also, I think what this actual show is about, and, I, and I'm sorry that we've waited this long and we've made you wait this long, this show is not really about our listeners and and i'm and i'm really sorry to say that guys guys and nexus and wise this is not about you rob and i have a very special announcement that we'd like to make and it is uh the deepest parts of our hearts we we have searched and we want to say a, a very very special happy happy birthday to ilaria baldwin Baldwin. Feliz cumpleaños. Feliz cumpleaños a ti. Tenemos gracias. Feliz, feliz cumpleaños. Ilaria Baldwin. Feliz cumpleaños a ti, a ti. And most of the time, it's sung with a mariachi, which she would love, even though. She's Spanish. The, the Spaniards don't really like mariachis, but she would love it personally. Because, of course, she's, you're not actually 
Spanish, Alaria, are you? Or are you? That's what we wanted to talk to you about, Alaria. Now that we got the happy birthday out of the way, of course, please blow out the candle that with the, can the cake. Beautiful. I'd like to say it's, it's a pleasure to meet you, Alaria. I'm, I'm Gio. And Rob here is my partner. And we are, we are so happy that you lived another year. 2020, it was so crazy, right? <laughs> it was the craziest year ever. Now that we got the formalities out of the way, Hilaria, we'd really like to talk to you about your recent PR scandal. It has come to our attention that you have come under attack. And frankly, I hate it when innocent people are attacked for no good reason. And I know that Rob feels the same way. I mean, we have been attacked by the media for the entirety of our show, Ilaria. So trust us, we know exactly how you feel. And obviously this is just a big misunderstanding as you've been trying to uh, promote out in the world. But, you know, we're here to help you because I think what you need is a little bit of paranormal training to properly explain to people just what's going on. Um, now, and we're speaking to you, Ilaria, and obviously we're speaking to you also, Hillary. Yes, that is where people will get confused. Ilaria, we understand exactly what's going on because it's happened to us, okay? It can't be understated that you know, in order to have a good lawyer, you need them to have done the things that you have done. You know, murder lawyers, they need to have killed somebody before in order to really understand how to get a murderer free. The same thing with arsonists. I mean, you just have to watch the show How to Get Away with Murder to understand. It spells it all out. And of course, you know, since you're not American, um, yeah. Ilaria, you wouldn't know. But Hillary... Hillary might know. And Hillary, this is this is the thing, Hillary. When you are Hillary, I think it would be best to write notes like Memento and leave them for Olaria. And what I want you to understand is we know. And I, I know that this is it's, it's kind of hard for you to to tell people the truth, but Rob and I, we aren't strangers to the multiverse and we know why your husband is your husband why you chose alec alec baldwin of course is your husband he is a, a massive star but also we know that he has dealt with interdimensional travelers before hasn't he Alaria? i mean rob rob and i have been looking into the baldwin family actually for years now so we know a lot of dirty secrets that the Baldwins have been hiding. And I would say that it's in your best interest just to come clean and just, just admit that you are from another dimension, Alaria. You're not from Spain. You're from Spain, aren't you? And, you know, before listeners, for, for clarification, and I'm sorry... Ilaria, because we told our listeners specifically 
to turn off this segment because this is for you. But I know they're still listening. But we know that they're still listening because they want to know the truth. Um, they might be thinking, don't they mean Espania? As you may know it, uh, not not quite. Not really. Not really. Because where you're from, we know it is referred to as Spain. Um, in the uh, a, a European Union. Exactly. In the a United States of America. When you go to other dimensions, and this is for our listeners, and I'm sorry, Ilaria, but of course, when you go to other dimensions, this, you know this, Ilaria, things are a little bit different, but not by much. Just because of the way that our bodies travel, we're not able to jump distances that span large differences. Because think about it. Let's say you jumped too far and you landed into a world that was six foot wider. And your body is now six foot smaller than everybody every and everybody else, everything else. You might get stuck in a crack and never be able to escape. You could fall, you know, in between a cushion and you'll be lost forever. So these are the kind of thing, you know, re repercussions that everybody knows. You can't jump that far. So Alaria, you must be from a close universe, a universe that is almost touching ours. So the difference is only an E from Spain and Spain. So now that you and us are, are finally kind of on the same page, we know where you're from. We'd like to prove this in court. We recently had one of our cases fall through one that we had uh, actually prepared for months. And because of that, we actually have some free time to work on a pro bono case. And Rob and I got together and we thought it would be the best birthday gift for you, Alaria, if we offered our services as paranormal legal experts. We wanna prove the entire world to the Supreme Court that you are not a phony. It is real. Is Spain is a real place, and you are from there. And I think we have Alex Blessing. I mean, we he just... did. I think he did an okay job trying to, you know, in his in his last act of playing the Donald, obviously setting up that whole day to happen on your birthday uh, to try to distract everyone. You know, that only works so much because. You know, people obviously for, are going to forget about that event, you know, probably by the time this episode is released and all eyes are going to be back on you. So we're going to do one better. We're going to solve your case for you. Pro bono. We know that you have a magnificent, magnificently wealthy, magnificently wealthy. There you go husband he has billions of dollars hidden in the cayman islands on offshore accounts and i'm sure that you could pay us if you wanted to we're not going to take a penny okay because this is about the truth for us when we saw your name get dragged through the mud people were calling you hillary 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 and we don't disagree i mean there is a hillary here because you're not from here you're you're not you're from a different dimension 
which means that you have a doppelganger here named Hillary. That's that's fine. That's something that we could prove. And I think we're going to have to systematically show the court the truth, which means we're going to have to kind of think outside the box because we haven't had the astral defense used before. I, I think this might be the first time we try the astral defense. I mean, this is really groundbreaking. I think in law, I know in law textbooks from here on out, you're going to hear about this case, Ilaria v. United States. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to set the precedent for for paranormal law for the next hundred years plus. So, so all of you legal listeners that we know how you are lawyers, you know, we tell you not to, to listen, but you're going to do it anyway. Uh, put your ears up and, you know, study up for, for your upcoming exams, because this is going to be front and center. They're going to be changing all the textbooks. The astral defense is only the first part that we're going to use. And what we're saying is we are going to astrally project some of the jury to Spain. And we're going to take them to your hometown. We're going to show them around. We're going to show them where you grew up eating, you know, Spanish deli, deli, deli food. I'm sure they have hot dogs, Spanish hot dogs, probably Spanish pizza. Um, Atapas. Right, Atapas. Um, they probably have like a, a water or um, agua, I think is what they call it in Spanish. They have all that stuff there that you could prove that you drank and you ate. And, of course, we will take DNA samples. But that's not all. That's one. That's the day one of the defense we're going to give you. We have so much more that we want to provide because the judge and jury are going to be suspicious because going astral is a hit or miss. You either love it or you hate it. And I think that it might be kind of polarizing when you take somebody from their body into another dimension. So we need something to bring them back, you know, make them like us. And I think we're going to have to do something once again, that's out of the box. I mean, we're talking about star witness. All right. And and we're still trying to make sure that we have the means to get them here, but you know, rest assured when they show up into that courtroom, there are going to be gasps. Mm. Right. And not just one star witness. I'm going to guarantee that there's going to be two star witnesses. And that's what's really going to blow their minds that the one star witness in reality is actually two star witnesses. That's huge. I I, I believe you may understand who I'm talking about here, right? Of course. Um, A Gloria Estefan is going to be there. Now, of course. A Gloria Estefan is from Miami. And in Miami, in the alternate dimension, is within sight distance of Spain. Because, of course, the globe is... is, is, is Spain. Is Spain, of course. So that's going to be... She's going to be uh, in the alternate dimension. We know that A Gloria Estefan has a, a telescope. And you could see from her telescope, she recorded it. She has a recordable telescope where and when this woman gave birth to 
Ilaria. So she has a telescope recording of her birth. Everybody knows Gloria Estefan was famous in the 1980s, which means she's had her telescope for decades. So what does that say? That says one star witness right there. And our second star witness, Rob, of course, you, you had much more of a, a handle in handling them, trying to get them over here. I know how crazy they are. Uh, I mean, of course. I, and, and they come from a different part of the country. And it's really more of like a, a character, not quite a character witness, but uh, a subject expert, if you will. And we are this close to confirming that we will have Hannah Montana there herself back oh in the universe because we have not seen Hannah Montana since circa Miley 2012 or whatever. Miley Cyrus murdered Hannah Montana. Or so we think. That's incredible. This is – right. That's the, the star witness. I mean, you've kind of had this under wraps. And I mean, you, you said Miley before, and I, I was convinced that you were just going to say Miley Cyrus having been Hannah Montana, but now it's actual Hannah Montana. That is huge, Rob. That is huge. From Emma Montana. In Montana, of course. So this is a multi-pronged attack. Alaria, we're not going to use simple defenses. We're using off-the-wall defenses. And I think that's what Chumpatazi, Thomas, and Kruger can do for you. But that's not all. Astral defense, easy, right? Our two expert witnesses, they're going to blow the lid off this place. But the closer, we need solid closers, which means we're going to have a statement, final statements. And I think we need somebody to object, which we need a plant. And I think Alec would work great in this. I think Alec is the, is the closer. Now, what we're going to need Alec to do, Alec is going to need to do probably, I would say, a lot of working out. He needs to be very strong because he's going to have to lift the entire court above his head. I object. He's going to lift the court. At that moment, Rob and I, we're going to rescue the jurors. And then you are going to calm down Alec. Now, Alec is known to have a temper. He's the guy that punched the photographer, right? For you, of course. He said he was taking photos of you and bothering you. So we're going to need him to release some of that Irish, you know, Catholic strength. And you calm him down. As we're saving the jurors, you you know you go over, you speak some Spanish into his ear, and at that moment, you will win over the entire crowd. And then we say our closing arguments: Your Honor, you know X, Y, and Z, bada bing, bada boom, and we've proven the existence of an alternate reality. Rob, I mean, what do you think your you know your final statement is going to be? You know, obviously, this is still in the draft stage. Right. Anything can change. Subject to change because, you know, we're professionals. But it's going to be something around along the lines of no 
Me gusto. Mm. Sweet, simple, and yet it means so much. When you say it that way, it's like an entire anthology of litigation. That's what we're bringing you, Alaria. And I know, you know, it's your birthday and you have a lot to think about and you have a lot of cake to eat. But like Rob said, this moment in time is truly yours. And you're, you will either be transformed by this moment in a good way or in a bad way. And we don't want it to be a bad way. We want to save your reputation. And by doing so, of course, we will be helping ourselves. We want to make that clear. You know, going to the Supreme Court has been our, a dream of ours. But we think we could win this case. We really do. I mean, and the tough part about this, you know, the way that we're bringing this into astral court, we're going to be presenting to every Supreme Court justice who has ever lived. All know, they, we're, we're going to be talking to the ghost of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Scalia. I mean, all the way back to Garfield. Yeah. You know, Taft. Uh, mm -hmm. There's um, a lot of people on that bench. Isaac Hayes, the singer Isaac Hayes, he's definitely on the bench. Um, right, added posthumously. Yeah, I mean, that's people don't realize it. it's like the Mormon church, how they can baptize dead people. You can put people on the Supreme Court after they died. Prince is on, is on the Supreme Court now. So he will have, hopefully, a, a sound head, and you know he will be able to reason with the other court you know, uh, members. But we can't be sure. We can't trust him. To, to do that because, you know, he, he could go the other way. Right. I mean, that's a big part of our strategy. Prince is going to be our swing vote. Absolutely. Justice Prince, we know that he'll do the right thing. And if he doesn't, he, he has his reasons. So this is something, Alaria, that we can save you from, from the tarnishment of your name because we know how much it means to you that people call you Ilaria and not Hilaria or Hilaria or Hillary. Um, we know how much names matter, and we want to save that part, you know, we want to save that for you. And Alec, we just need you to, to, you know, release some of your anger, just like you're used to, and you could also save this, because everybody has a role to play, and I think that if Chumpatazi, uh, Thomas, and Kruger have anything to say, you will have your day in court. Right, I mean, and this is for Hillary, too. You know, she's just a simple gal from Boston who wants to eat her beans in peace. And, you know, I think she should have that. She shouldn't be drugged through the muck like she has been. Yeah, and that is so true. And I think the final defense, this, this is going to be af even after you win. This is how we're, we're that good. Whenever we have a case that we win, as soon as the, the judge gavels it down, we always say, your honor, we'd like to submit one more piece of evidence to the court. And it's it's dead silence. People don't understand. It's dead silence. You can hear a pin drop. We submit the final bit of evidence, and that is when the crowd goes truly wild. That is when our it is the most juiciest piece of evidence that we're going to drop. We are going to have the alternate universe ghost come, and this is the ghost of Gwen Stefani. Everybody knows that. In 1995, Gwen Stefani was on a tour bus in America, almost got in a car accident, almost died. 
in the United States, Gwen Stefani actually passed and has been a ghost ever since. I have made contact with the ghost of a Gwen Stefani. And I can I can say that we she will come. And all we need is Alec Baldwin to get Gwen Stefani on the line. We know he could do it. He's a big ska fan. And we will get a Gwen, the ghost of Stefani, and Stefani on the stand. And truly, that is when people will understand just how close our dimensions are. Because you'll see how similar they sing, I'm just a girl. They're going to they're gonna both karaoke it. And you'll see that it's exactly the same. So that's the final bit of evidence, and I think that that's going to win us the day. Uh, yeah, and you know we'll be, you know, heroes in the in the legal world. I think we'll get our third Nobel. I think we're on our third, right? Yeah, at least three hundred, so. maybe. Who knows? I'm, I'm not. I'm not counting anymore. I'm. I'm donating them to my local uh, Goodwill, and they're you know they're making you know ornaments out of them and stuff now people are, are are eating the coins like chocolates basically it's a little known fact those the nobel prizes are covered chocolate they're dark chocolate so it's good for you cacao so well we want to thank you for your time happy happy birthday once again uh alaria and many more we can do this again next year you know hey let's make this a tradition and every Every uh, sixth, we will have a little celebration for you, for the Baldwin family. And um, I just want to say, Rob, when it comes to this case, I think we have a solid chance at winning, honestly. I mean, we just have to tighten up a few things and, you know, let's just hope Prince, um, you know, breaks our way, sees our, sees our logic, and we're able to argue in a way that convinces Prince. So... Uh, everyone, you know, stay in the scene for that. Uh, this is this yes. is huge. I mean, this is a big way to to kick off the year, and you can expect this from us all throughout 2021. We're we're not going to go for any small fish. It's it's just the whales now. That's right. We're not squandering our gifts anymore. Our potential is going to be seen to its fullest. Um, meaning, we're taking on the big dogs. You know, Disney thinks it could, you know, it could take our IP. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll see you in court, Disney. Soul, we'll see you in court too, Soul, in Soul Court. And um, I think, you know, Rob said it best, you know, stay in the scene, guys. Keep your eyes on the screen. There's so much to watch, so many things happening right now. Honestly, I think it'd be a good investment to install some new eyes, another pair, and get some more screens and keep your eyes on them, please. Yeah, I mean, make yourself literal four eyes, right? Um, it's going to be important this year. There's uh, open up your your third eye. Oh man, know, that, that's know, five. Rub, rub rub some Vaseline up there. You want to make sure that stays clean and clear, so you can see all the spirits as well, because that story never goes away. And if not more important than what you're seeing with your, your human eyes. So or the extreme. Yeah, exactly. You know, 
the eyes in your head and the eyes in your soul, that's like eight eyes, nine eyes you're talking about. So yeah, stay extreme, guys. Count count as many eyes as you can. There's probably more that we're missing. And um, get back to us next week. We, we love you. Take care. Bye-bye.